We're so glad to have our special guest with us, Mr. Hunter Reese. He is a dynamic singer-songwriter who has a passion for chasing his dreams and impacting the world one note at a time. He moved to the West Coast to chase his musical passions and learn how to leave an indelible mark on others with his mix of melodic manuscripts to soaring vocals. With his debut single, BBGG, he played in shows throughout LA at legendary venues like The Mint, The Fox and the Hound, and many more. He writes songs that get stuck in your head. He has nearly 1 million streams on Spotify alone and a strong following around the globe. We are so grateful to have my friend Hunter Reese as part of Black Canvas. Thank you so much, Hunter, for being here. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm excited to have him here, you guys. And you know, one thing I love is like when we think of interviews, everything happens and there's always things behind the scenes. So the great thing is that Hunter has been very patient with us and he's been willing to be a part of the show. And we're so glad to have you here. I, I like that you blend that. There was one time I forgot, guys. All right. I was so busy and I texted him. I was like, oh my gosh, were we supposed to do this today? So don't worry. You've been patient with me too. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you. Like Hunter is a busy guy. He's a great talent and y'all going to learn a lot more about him today. So I thought we can play a game where we're going to kind of go through some of his songs. So I'm going to ask some questions that I thought would be really fun and it may not relate to the actual song title itself per se his actual lyrics, but I thought it'd be something really cool where we can kind of have fun and get to know him a little better. If Hunter's ready. Yeah, it sounds like fun to me. Let's, Let's hit it. All right. So the first one we have is don't change. So what is one thing about yourself that you hope never changes as you start to gain success in your music career? Yeah, great question. Um, I think one thing as I found as writing more and more songs, the theme that kind of comes through and I think it fits perfectly as what I would hope to keep my, for myself and kind of retain as a value. Uh, it's just, you know, confidence, being proud of who you are and where you came from. Um, everyone's got a different journey. Everyone has different steps, different roads to take. But I think we all need to give ourselves, you know, a little credit and like just remember the hard work we put in. And so, I mean, you know, if everything goes well and I got a bunch of tours going on, uh, you know, world tours, crazy arena stadiums, all that good stuff. Uh, I would just hope to retain a humble confidence, not egotistical. That's different, but just being proud. And uh, I think that's something we all can take and just kind of, yeah, be a little more confident in yourself. Walk tall, you know, walk proud. (laughs) I love that you said that. I mean, being able to be confident in yourself is important because it goes into people who inspire us. And the second part of that question kind of goes into your biggest inspiration. So who's been someone who's inspired you and has given you this, this sense of confidence in yourself as a Um, Yeah, it's definitely someone who has inspired me. Um, kind of ties in one of my really good friends and musical mentor, uh, Drew DeCaro. He's an amazing guitarist, producer, worked with, probably with many acts and songs that you've heard. Um, yeah, and he took me in under when I was new to LA. Kind of took me in under his wing. So grateful because 
it introduced me to the world of the music industry going on, not just playing music as a hobby, but kind of how to set, you know, sail and kind of see the waters differently as an industry. And also um, be proud, like tying into the last thing, and also just being proud of where, who we were, what we've accomplished, because there are a few times in the studio rooms, you know, you got boards ahead of you, massive speakers, this vintage equipment and such insanely talented people. And I would have moments where I would just kind of go like, what am I doing here? Like, I am not up to this level. Like, I don't belong here. Um, And one thing I always stuck out to me was uh, once something Drew said, he said, you're in the room. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so we want you here. Like, don't question it. There's a reason you're here. And as long, you made it through the door, you got here. So you can stop questioning yourself, have a look, you know, be proud, confident. And yeah, I think it was, I think it's kind of similar to the imposter syndrome, you know, is a name given to it a lot. Um, but yeah, so oftentimes, even if I'm not in the room, if I'm at home writing a song and I don't feel up to par, or if I'm about to go play a show, I'll just kind of whisper like, hey, you're in the room. And I know what that means. <laughs> and I love that, Hunter. I mean, just it's kind of like a positive mantra that you can repeat to yourself. Hey, you're in the room. You're making an impact. They do want you here. They invited you here. Like, I think that is important to kind of have a self-dialogue with yourself, because when you can convince yourself of your own truth and you're living in your truth, it makes it a lot easier for you to convey that message to others and be authentic. But people want to hear that message because they know there's times where we all can have a level of self-doubt but I think you have to remind yourself of look at how far I've come and the sky's the limit as long as I can continue to be myself and chase my dreams I can reach a pinnacle of success that maybe not even I dreamed of when I was younger and I, I love that you're able to convey that positive yeah it's really true um you know it's kind of like a kind of like when your friend gets a haircut, you know, you see it and you go, oh my God, you got your haircut. Like you look great. But it's like, uh, that's a big change that happens all at once. Whereas, especially when you're in a creative field or something you work on every night and day, you kind of forget those steps that you took and every day you get a little better and you don't realize how far you've come because you see every step of it. But, you know, like a haircut, you go, oh my God, so much change. It looks great. Lots of the times, you know, people see that when they're looking outside at you, they're like, wow, dude, you're doing great. Like you killed this. That's awesome. And like, we kind of just, you don't see that you forget about the whole journey in between. And uh, I think a lot of people a little too hard on themselves. I think you could be your own worst enemy. And I agree with that. I think like we, we all can have those moments where we, we start looking almost as the, as the glass half empty instead of half full but I, I like to say, and this is a phrase I saw online one day, it says, look at the glasses refillable and that we can always add things to it and we don't have to be consumed by being pessimistic or optimistic that maybe if I continue to keep growing, I can keep adding things to it and I can learn from my mistakes. Now, yes, I 100%. I haven't heard that one. I like that. All right. So one thing I have heard is your song, All In. <laughs> So this is going to be real fun. So how has the love and your support of your fans helped you push forward during this pandemic? 
Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Also, uh, the song All In, just got to shout out love to the family, uh, the team, creative family, the astronomers, my boys who did that song with me, and uh, Alessandra, who's featured on that second half of it as well. So just shout out to them because that was a moment that kind of came together really naturally. And I don't think any of us even had like a, a plan of where we saw it going. We kind of just one step at a time, like we were just saying, we kind of just uh, built this, did that, wrote that. And yeah, I love that song so much. Um, but in the answer refers to the question, um, that song specifically too, was really cool because uh, it got a lot of traction internationally which was an eye-opener for me and that was really cool because uh there's that whole other world out there that can be hearing that can be listening um india specifically shout out um tons of listeners over there and i am so grateful and it amazes me that something i can make in my bedroom can travel so far across the world and uh that song helped a lot and then during the pandemic, too, there was plenty of times, uh, especially in that early beginning of it, where there's a lot of uncertainty around, um, you know, like staying at home, like, what's going to happen with this? What about when the toilet paper runs out? I don't know why, how that became such a thing. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and you get little, I would see things pop up uh, on Instagram, like someone posts a song, uh, like just that they're listening to it or reach out to me or respond back to my stories. I always try and stay very connected and interact with my, you know, the listeners, the people supporting me. And it goes both ways. I feel like there's some kind of a timer going on. There's days where I'm like, man, I can't write anything. Like, what am I doing? And then a little Instagram pop up and someone's like, yo, uh, loved this song. Just been rocking it out. And I'm like, Oh, it just feels great. So um, I'm trying to think of a cool word. It's like not just listeners. Like it goes both ways. Uh, it's kind of it. like a reciprocal thing for you. Like, is that what you're meaning? Yeah. Like I love to create the music and share it. Um, and that is something I can do. But I also get so much emotional value and like support and just feeling uh really good when people when I see it going around and people talk about what they enjoy about it or what they like and it's a two-way street yeah it's really cool so I'm very grateful to have people listening and constantly hitting me in the dms we talk a bunch over there on instagram and it's a lot of fun so thank you well I thank you I mean I love this it's one of my favorite songs for sure yeah, that one, it came together awesome. It was really fun. Um, like uh, the background real quick, Ben had this instrumental, Ben of the Astronomers. Um, he had the ideas and everything going on for this instrumental. And he actually reached out to Drew, the mentor I mentioned. And he was like, hey, I have this song. Uh, do you think, who do you see on this? Like, I'd love your advice. Uh, and he was the one that said, I think my... My guy Hunter would be awesome on this song. I'd love to connect to you guys. And it was as simple as that three years ago now. And the astronomers, some of my best friends, we've stayed in contact well, at least once, sometimes twice a week of just, and I'll start with that. Drew was just like, yeah, I think Hunter would be awesome on this song. 
Ben and I got on FaceTime and wrote it in a couple hours and just, yeah, it was special. I love to hear that. I think that just goes back to when the right people are in the right place at the right time, you can make magic. And it's not about being in a huge studio with hundreds of writers. Sometimes it's about just being with the right creative people who have that vision and that that mentorship that y'all can kind of talk together and be open and respectful and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is my vision. And this is why I see this song. And y'all can come to a happy medium. I think that's amazing. I love to hear that. Yeah. And collaborations are special because you just, I always, I find you learn something different every time. You don't just a different way. Somebody creates a sound with their guitar, you know, produces something or how they kind of found like a cool way to rhyme something. So uh, I encourage everyone to just continue collaborating and it's, it's a really cool thing and we get better for it ourselves without a doubt. I agree. I agree with that. So let's go to our next song, Wildfire, Wildflower, excuse me. Um, can you tell me a different city that you would like to visit that you could feel a significant impact if you were able to visit that city? So you get to choose whatever city you would like to visit. And what type of impact do you feel that you could make living or being in that city? Very cool. Um yeah, wow. All right. You know, it's funny, too, because I, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I even posted it or if I just made it. But there was a, a little thing I posted to help promote that song and share of the different wildflowers that grow in the states where I've lived, like throughout my life. It was just like a cool thing. So like, it's cool that you tied that in uh, with that question. But man, you know, one place I really want to go is Montreal because we have a song called Montreal and I have not really spent time in that city. Uh, Truth bombs here. I hope that doesn't upset anybody in Montreal. I was in the airport. I've been in the airport, but I would love to actually spend some time there. And uh, je parle français. So, you know, I could talk my way around. I know that you speak French there. Um, but I have to do another one too. I can't even pick one. Um, man, my brother loved Japan and I have not made it anywhere, uh, that far into the Asian continent. So that would be amazing to kind of go see that culture. I think so much awesome stuff comes out of there. And I actually do a little bit of K-pop writing, um, and just to go be in that scene would be incredible. Um, yeah, if I could do some writing and get out to South Korea, get to see some of those artists that I listen to all the time, that'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. So put it into the world. We're, we're uh, putting it out there. And I love that, Hunter. I feel like we have to sometimes put it out there in the atmosphere, what we want, and and to work toward getting to that goal. But yeah, I think the one place I would love to go, um, there's two places for sure. I've always wanted to go to France. So that's something that's down the line. I would love to at least have that opportunity. And then Brazil. I've heard Brazil is just one of the, just the beaches and everything there. Now, because I don't know, um, haven't traveled that far, but <laughs> I, I have been to a few places and 
Um, I love Cozumel. I've been there, been to Belize before. I've traveled um, to Cayman Islands, been to Freeport, Bahamas, Nassau, Bahamas. So I've seen a few places, but, you know, it's just something about going to a place that you really are unfamiliar and just seeing the scenery. But France, I've always wanted to go there, just wants to be in Paris and just see it. So hopefully down the line, once COVID and things hopefully will not be where it is now and travel. Hopefully it won't be any travel bans in the future. I would love to be able to to go and see it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I got to spend a little bit of time in France. It was like a two-week trip. Um, we did, it was when I was younger in high school, we did Paris for like five days. And then we stayed with a host family in Marseille uh, for five days. So that was pretty amazing because getting to see those two completely different cultures within that same trip and kind of allowed me to see more of what kind of makes France awesome. You know, uh, it'd be like trying to think of it. It'd be like going to New York city and then going to, uh, what's like, I'm trying to think like Santa Barbara, you know, like just completely amazing places for their own reason, but so different. And yeah, it was really cool. So that would be awesome. I look forward to hearing about your trips to France and Brazil. <laughs> well, I look forward to saving up to going. <laughs> that would be so fun. All right. So let's go to our next song, West Side. All right. So what was it like moving to L.A.? And what was one of your biggest lessons that you learned so far since the move? Awesome. Uh, it was... Coming from Denver is the hometown. Um, I grew up when I was younger in Jersey and from New York, but uh, lots of my growing up also was in Denver. So coming from Denver feels like the hometown. And L.A. was amazing. I'd always wanted to go kind of behind the Hollywood, the glitz, the gold. It just has that reputation. And I had never been there. I just kind of knew its reputation for Music City. you know, along with like New York, Nashville, and LA are like the three cities for music. Um, but yeah, so it always kind of seemed like a dream. And then my wonderful now fiance at the time, girlfriend, um, she had moved back and forth to San Diego and Colorado more than once um, to help her sister out. And yeah, she was like, well, let's do it. And I'm like, yeah, we can't just just do it. What do you mean? And she was like, yeah, if you want to go to LA, let's do it. Like, and I was like, yeah, but you can't just do it, move across the country. And it was great. Cause she just got me out of thinking too much. And I was like, great. Well, let's make a plan. We'll make a list. This is what we have to do. And I don't know how long it would have taken me to get out there without her push. And so that was incredible. And I needed that. And then I love, love LA. It felt like home instantly um the beach the sunshine i just always i'm not a cold person the donald just snows or winter so i don't really miss much of that but um and then was let's see uh the biggest lessons so far since um really cool thing was there's so much but one thing i really truly cherish um when i was working with drew in the studio, we used to do Tuesday night meetups. We called it the skyscrapers. 
and it was with a few really good friends, amazing producers, starting with uh, my friend Mitty Jones, Jamie, David, and they were just so much more talented than me. And we came every week. Um, every week we had to come Tuesday night with the song. And if you didn't have a song ready, you had to buy everyone dinner. So that was the, you don't want to, you don't want to mess up. <laughs> um, and it was really cool. So basically it taught me how to finish projects, which I don't think a lot of people learn that skill. A lot of people I know have hundreds and hundreds of songs or projects on their hard drives. And then once it's in the air and open too much, it kind of never gets done or there's one day I'll do this. And so I'm so grateful that I had to come with the song every Tuesday. So within that week, I had to finish a song. And now I think that's one of my uh, superpowers, if you will, creatively, is finishing the project and getting it there to a point where we can release it, you can use it, or, you know, you beat that deadline for time-sensitive ones. And it's just amazing, because I see too many songs, too many talented people holding off and not sharing their gift. So you got to finish it to get it out in the world first. <laughs> I, I love that. And I, it also goes into procrastination, which plays a huge role in a lot of careers. And I love that you were able to say, hey, I had to do something that works for me and I put it out there and people receiving it. Great music, like I said. And I think it goes back to because you have a passion for what you're doing. And if you're not passionate about your career um, and it's just a job for you, you can definitely tell a difference in someone when they really love something. Yeah, it was it was such a fun thing because it was started small and we basically had four our five artists at the early on and producers and we would just help each other. You'd play a song and we'd all be super harsh with the critiques in like a loving way. Be like, yo, that was terrible, bro. Why don't you do this instead? And we had so much fun clowning each other. And man, when you have to do it that fast and you have these super talented people um, coaching you along the way every week. Yeah. Incredible what you can accomplish and how much better you can approve when you have the team of right people together. So very grateful for the skyscrapers. Well, we're grateful to great music. Like I said, I love it for sure. So I have one more fast round question and it's XO. When was the last time you received a hug and a kiss from your loved one? And when was the first time you remember someone telling you that they loved? Wow. Um, the last time uh, Marissa, my fiance, was just headed out and it was actually really funny because we gave her a kiss goodbye and I was like leaning uh, she was like leaning up the stairs and I was leaning down them and I swear I almost just like fell and busted my nose on her teeth and it was <laughs> just so unromantic and ridiculous um, but that's, those are the moments that are really fun and really special. So that must have been maybe an hour ago or maybe. Um, so that was really cool. And uh, yeah, it's awesome to have that person who supports me and loves me through all this crazy life. And it's great. And I'm trying to think. So there's, there's a long pause. The first time I remember someone saying they loved me. Man, I mean, it's got to be my parents. First time. 
I don't know what the first time was, but <laughs> it definitely wasn't the first time, but it's just a good story about love and having people around you. Um, yeah, some kids were picking on me. I think I was in kindergarten. So my older brother would have been in second grade. And it was like first graders, you know, kids picking on me. And I just remember my older brother coming up on the playground and just pushing these kids from behind. And I'm like, hey, that's my brother. Uh, you don't mess with him. And it's just something that we still laugh about so, so many moons ago. But, you know, that's love right there. It wasn't the first time, but it's it's one that's left a lasting impression. So shout out my big bro. I love that answer. I feel like that's so important when your family sticks up for you, especially during tough times. And like I said, that that's something that you won't forget. And so, yeah, brothers are great. I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm very lucky to have two awesome brothers. Uh, and that's all of them. I don't mean that to say I have other bad ones, but <laughs> they're only good ones. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. All right. You did a great job, Hunter. Great job on that thanks yeah it's a good topic uh it's fun to talk about you know being loved giving love and yeah so i i really like the question because it's a good thing to talk about and share with people yeah and at this time that's what we definitely need we need more love and respect especially during these times for sure absolutely all right so hunter you've made it past the lightning round so now i'm going to ask you three other questions um but i really want you to kind of think long and hard about these um, so the first one I have is if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you tell young Hunter? And you get to choose the actual age and what would you want him to know? Young Hunter. Um, yeah, that's a good one. There's always, there's always those points of reflection where you try and think back and we learn from those. So it's important, you know, how would I have done it better, Hunter, done it different? Um, very young hunter i would tell him to relax calm down take that breath um and just step back from things in the moment that seem huge and crazy and important and they might not be once you step back and get away from it and kind of see the whole picture um yeah i was like really young and I'm trying to think of what grade it was, maybe fourth, maybe fifth, but basically got in like a fight at some party. All my, it was with the cool kid, you know, so all my friends didn't want to be my friends anymore because I had gotten a fight with the cool kid in school, but it wasn't, it was silly, pointless. And uh, it really would have been nice if I just <laughs> stepped back and went, wait, wait a second. What are we uh, fighting about? And I think I've kind of taken that, mantra if you will that thought um and through a couple other experiences as well just learn that and try to use that today of just when it comes to music you can have you know you can focus too much on this song didn't do great what's wrong blah 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 how come i only got so many plays um and just stepping back because that's not that's not the most important thing who cares how many plays i got on the first day or you know you say step back and you really see the things that do matter and that are important. And those kind of get lost when you're, um, what's, what am I, when you're focusing too hard and you're not seeing the whole picture. 
Um, then another one would be, I think a little bit older, but this is a good to focus. <laughs> I definitely have in the past been the guy who trying to learn everything and do everything myself. And I can't overstate enough how important it is, especially in this field of music, but it relates to any, to have your team, you know, delegate, let people help you. Like you don't have to do everything. Um, I would rather be great at something than okay at everything, you know, the jack of all trades, but I think that slowed down my career growth overall. Um, from, yeah. You allow me to talk too much to myself and, you know, my head, it goes around and around, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just focus on what it is you truly love, what makes you happy and do that and uh, chase that because that's all that really matters. If it makes you feel good and you enjoy it, give it all your energy. So go Hunter, younger <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> you got it. I love that answer. And it kind of goes into what you just mentioned about like opportunities can you tell me if you had the opportunity to collaborate with any artist, past or present, who would you choose to want to work with or record with? And what venue would you guys perform live? Ah, uh, man, I'd have to say for sure my favorite venue in the world. Uh, definitely will play there one day because it's just been a goal on my list. But Red Rocks Amphitheater out in Morrison, Colorado, near Denver. It's just this beautiful venue that's kind of just carved out of the mountain. And the setting for those summer shows with the stars above, and you're just inside these red rock cliffs. It's magical. Um, that's like a bucket list thing. If you've never been to Colorado or like Red Rocks, put, add that to the list. It's also really fun for like an early morning Sunday workout. There's just tons of people there working out, running up and down the stairs like a bunch of crazies, but it's a blast. Um, so that's for sure the venue. All time, man, if I had to pick one, it would be John Mayer. I've seen him seven or eight times and have learned so much about who I am as a musician by attempting and failing to be him. Uh, when I was learning guitar, you know, learning every one of the, his songs inside and out, just because I was so amazed at the musicianship and everything going on. And I loved that like pop crossover where he had pop sensibilities. Some people counted him out for it, but then he's also this insanely talented guitarist of multiple genres. And yeah, so... John Mayer at Red Rocks. I've seen him play there, but he forgot to call me up. So next time around, he'll call me up and we'll we'll do it together. <laughs> well, John, you heard that. So Hunter's waiting. You better call him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And our last question I have for you, Hunter, is how can our listeners find you online? Do you mind letting them know where they can find you as far as your music and your social media? Absolutely. Um, pretty much all over. It's going to be I am Hunter Reese, which is the website as well. I am Hunter .com. Um, So if you're looking it up, that's going to be the handles. 
my artist project is just under my name, Hunter Reese, without the I am. Um, but please come hang out. I spend the most time on Instagram. So um, yeah, come through. If you enjoy what you're hearing, let me know. I'd love to just chat it up. I'd love to hear what you're doing. And that would be awesome. Um, funny enough, on the, on the handle, I am Hunter Reese. Someone had it before. And it was like a child who happens to also be Hunter Reese. And I tried for so long messaging these, uh, the account. I mean, like a child, it was like four. And I was like, I'm sure it's the parents, obviously. And I was like, hey, I would really, really like the name I am Hunter Reese for my handle. It kind of matches everything else. Like, what can I do to help persuade you to let me use it? Um, and I think they just forgot they ever made an account because I, they never responded or never posted anything new. But every six months, I'd hit them and be like, hey, so uh, just checking in. And, <laughs> and I was at a lunch with my younger brother, and we were laughing about it. And I was like, yeah, man, I am Hunter Reese. I wish I could do it, blah, blah, blah. And I opened it up on Instagram, and I guess the profile got removed, or they got rid of it. And I was like, oh, my God. And like a middle of, middle of ordering food, I'm like, oh. And I opened up the everything, changed my name. The guy's like, so did you want an iced tea? And I'm like, I wanted I am a Therese. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So, uh, <laughs> but please, yeah, come hang, come say hi, Spotify. Uh, it's a good time. And I appreciate your time and your ears while you're listening. Oh, we, we love you, Hunter. And I'm so glad that you were here on the show. And I would definitely have you on Space Between very soon on my second podcast. If you guys have not heard of Space Between, it is also available on the same streaming platforms as Black Canvas. Um, but I will have Hunter back to perform because we want to hear him sing. He has an amazing voice, great songs. And we thank you, Hunter, for being a part of this show. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, thank you, Hunter, for being a part of Black Canvas and can't wait to have you back very soon. Absolutely. This has been a blast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, Jeriel. This is just awesome. You got uh, me as a listener. And so I was so happy to be on here uh, as the guest as well. So absolutely. Thank you so much. Can't wait to talk again, man. It's been awesome. Well, it's been amazing on my end as well. And you guys, if there's any technical difficulties, we apologize. You know, this is just a part of social media. So if y'all hear anything, there's any in and out. We're making it work. This is just sometimes being distanced. You know, we run into these issues. But one thing I love about Hunter is he is a consummate professional. And we're working through it the best we can. So we're so glad that you're here. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome day. Okay, bye.